Welcome to Get a Grip, Season 2, Episode 11. Today, my brothers and sisters, we are going to talk about peace. And don't we all need some peace today? Some peace in this world. Some peace during this pandemic with so much stuff going on, so many lives being lost, so many things going on today that we just need some peace. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That is a good scripture to use as our foundation scripture to talk about peace today. But we're going to look at peace as an acronym. And we're going to take each letter as we delve into this word peace. So of course P stands for peace. And I'm going to talk about some of the things that can hinder us from having this peace and what it is that sets it off for us and causes us to lose our peace. It could be one thing for me and another thing for you. So what is it? Think about that for a moment. Is it when someone opposes your religious beliefs or perhaps your political beliefs? Do you lose your peace when someone does not understand what you are going through and they minimalize it as if it's not really nothing you should be concerned about, but to you it's a big deal? Or could it be when someone tells you to move on after you just lost a loved one? Could it be that you lose your peace when you have just been let go from a job? These and so many other things, my brothers and sisters, can cause you, can cause me to lose our peace. And then sometimes once we lose our peace, do you find it sometimes difficult to regain it? And that's why we should not try our best not to lose our peace in the first place. So these are some things I want you to think about as we learn what the Bible tells us about this word, such as how to hold on to our peace or keep our peace in every situation, as in what Philippians 4, 6, and 7 tells us to do. It sounds simple, doesn't it? But how many of us can really say we can pull that off? Um, Verse 7, of course, tells us that the peace of God will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And yeah, we believe that because that's true. 
But it's what happens before that ushers us into verse 7. And that is to not get anxious about anything in the first place. You know, like whatever happens, whatever's going on, whatever hardship that we're dealing with, don't be anxious about it. Pray about it. And be, and it says with thanksgiving, just present our request to God. So whatever it is that we're dealing with, that we're going through, if we do that, if we do verse 6 first, then we will get what happens in verse 7. Then we will get that peace of God, which transcends all understanding. And then our hearts and our minds will be at peace. Because he's going to guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. So we can we can do this. Just don't get anxious and that way we can have we can go into that peace of God. So when someone makes us mad or someone does something to us, we should not get anxious about it, don't worry about it. Just take it to God so that we can receive his peace. We should not give up our peace. And I believe that the more we practice the peace of God, the less anxious we will be when situations arise. Because having the peace of God will become second nature to us. And eventually those situations that would normally make us anxious and cause us to lose our peace, it won't happen. Practice makes perfect, right? It's the same with God's word. The more we practice being doers of his word and not just hearers of his word, and then we, we are able to apply his word to our situation. Jesus said in John 16, 33, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But then he says, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So Jesus is telling us that in this world, we're going to have trouble. We're going to go through things. We're going to have difficulties, hardships, situations that trouble us. But he is telling us that as long as we are in Christ Jesus, as long as we are in him, we can have peace. We just need to keep our eyes on Jesus because we are in him and he is in us and he has already overcome the world. So guess what, my brothers and sisters? We can just chill. We don't have to lose our peace because we have Jesus. We can overcome any situation that presents itself because where Jesus is, there is peace. 
And let's see what it says in Isaiah 32, 17. And the effect of righteousness will be peace. And the result of righteousness, quietness and trust forever. Are we not the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Then my brothers and sisters, the effect of that righteousness will be peace. That's great news. And then Proverbs 12, 20 tells us this. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil. But those who plan peace have joy. Now, don't we need joy in our life today? Don't we need joy in our lives every day? We need joy. We need peace. We need love. We need hope. And the word tells us that we already have those things. We just need to get a grip on all of those things that are offered to us, such as peace, such as joy, such as hope. We can take a grip, get a grip on all of these things that that we already have access to. So if we plan peace, we will have joy because they both go together, peace and joy. And, and then 2 Corinthians 13, 11 reads as follows. Finally, brothers, rejoice. Aim for restoration. Comfort one another. Agree with one another. We can agree to disagree. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. And that's what we want. We want to be at peace. We want, we want to live in peace. And like I said, we can agree to disagree and keep it moving. And these are only a few scriptures that talk about peace. In your leisure, you can you know, go to your concordance and look up the word peace, and it'll lead you to all the scriptures that talk about peace. The kind of peace that Jesus gives us, not the peace that the world gives us. But peace, my brothers and sisters, is available to us for the asking. And like I said, the world does not offer us the kind of peace that Jesus offers us. So what are you waiting for? What am I waiting for? So let's try it the next time someone or something tries us. So let's talk about E. E is for endurance. Second Timothy tells us, but you being sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. And then Hebrews 10:36, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what was promised. It tells us that we have need of endurance. We have to have endurance in order to go through our hardships and our troubles and our tribulations. And we know that Romans 8:28 says, and all things work together for the good. So all the things that we will have to endure will eventually work together for our good. We just have to endure the process. 
James 1 and 4 says, And let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And then we have James 5 and 11. We count those blessed who have endured. So don't you want to be blessed? It says we count those blessed who have endured. And we know how Job endured the many things that he had to go through, the many hardships. But the Lord, who is full of compassion and mercy, restored even more back to Job. Let's look at James 1 and 3. It says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. We must endure the process, like I said earlier, my brothers and sisters, because there is nothing we can achieve in life without going through some type of process to get to that desired result. For example, to have a baby. There's a nine month process before a woman can give birth. So she has to endure the morning sickness, the back aches, the fatigue, the weight gain, and everything that comes with carrying another human inside of her, right? And when learning a new job, you first got to go through the process of going through an interview, then getting hired, and then being trained to do the job you have been hired to do. And there's a process in dealing with the terminal illness. You have the doctor visits, the medicines, the treatments. You get where I'm coming from? So there's always a process in everything. There's a process to endure grief. There's steps that we go through in order to get to that result where we will learn to live and love again without our loved ones. There's always a process. There's a process to high school graduation. There's a process to the college graduation. There will always be a process that we have to endure for everything in life. But the good news is, God has given us the ability to endure it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, the indifference. We can do this. And 2 Timothy 2 and 3 tells us this, Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. So we can endure whatever comes our way because we have the power of the Almighty God living inside of us. So I admonish you, my brothers and sisters, to never give up, but endure to the end. So we got that, right? So we know we have to endure. So we can do this. So now let's talk about A. A is the anointing. The Bible said that the anointing is the burden removing and yoke breaking power of God. The anointing is what empowers a man or woman to function supernaturally. It's what enables us to do the supernatural things. The anointing, my brothers and sisters, can destroy the yoke of anxiety 
and empower us to have peace in every situation. It is the anointing that gives us the power to endure hardship and still be at peace. We activate the anointing in our lives by focusing on God's word. Focus on God's word, focusing on God's word, helps us stay in peace during difficult times and again helps us with endurance. So we can endure hardship. We can do this. The anointing will help us do that. And now let's talk about the letter C. C is for confidence. Hebrews 10, 35-36 So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You and I need to persevere so that when we have done the will of God, we will receive what He has promised. We must have confidence in who we are and most importantly, who we are in Christ Jesus. We must be confident also in who God is in our lives. Everything he promises us, we must have confidence in knowing that God is not a man that he could lie. What he has promised, he will do. Jeremiah 17, 7 says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. There's that word blessed again. So we want to be blessed. And we're blessed when we trust in the Lord and have our full confidence in him. And Philippians 1.6 says this, Being confident of this, that he who has begun a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. All of this is good news, my brothers and sisters. It's good news that we just have to take, no, we have to get a grip on God's word so that we can endure the process, endure the hardship. We can do this. And then the last E in peace is for effectual. Effectual in the Bible means producing or able to produce a desired result. James 5.16 tells us this, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man and woman avails much. So we must be effectual and fervent and praying not only in the good times, but especially in the hard times and praying without ceasing. We should be praying fervently during our times of grief, times of distress, times of unemployment, times of illness and uncertainty. Whatever it is, we should be praying because that prayer will usher us into the peace that Jesus left us. Philemon 1.6 tells us this, that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So my brothers and sisters, let us 
let us see if we can tie all this together to see how one word complements or supports the other. We saw how the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous avails much, so we must pray to keep our confidence up and rooted in God's ability to anoint us with the power to endure all of our situations so that we can then rest in the peace of God and not be anxious about anything. I pray that something I shared in this episode has inspired you to be at peace no matter what you must endure and get a grip on peace. Let us pray. Father, I come to you today in the name of Jesus with no anxiety, but with full confidence in who I am and who you are in and through me and through each of my listeners. Father, I pray that your anointing will fall upon each of my listeners today and give them the power to endure any hardship they may be facing now or in the future. May you grant each one with peace that surpasses all understanding as you guide their hearts and minds to Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you for being an awesome God and for loving us so much that you have equipped us with all the tools we need to be effectual in everything we do. We thank you for the anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage and we can be free. We thank you for being a God of mercy and a God of grace. We thank you for leading us in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. We thank you for your protection, for your provision, and especially for your peace. Continue to lead us and guide us through every situation into a place of joy, love, hope, strength, comfort, and peace. For this, we give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' precious and holy name, amen. I thank you, my brothers and sisters, for tuning in once again for Get a Grip, to Get a Grip. And as always, have hope for a better tomorrow. I love you. God loves you. Go out and have peace today.